Hey everyone, I'm Kately Hill and welcome back to another one of my podcasts. Today's topic is going to be a little different than our normal topics. We're talking about an illness transmitted through the bite of a deer tick, which carries a bacteria. The illness being Lyme's disease. Some of you may be curious as to why I chose this topic for this week's podcast. And the reason is because a close family friend has has Lyme's disease, and I thought there'd be others interested in the topic too. According to Mayo Clinic, Lyme's disease is caused by four main species of bacteria, Borrelia burgdorferi and Borrelia mayoni cause Lyme's disease in the U.S., while Borrelia afzeli and Borrelia garini are the leading causes in Europe and Asia. The most common tick-borne illness in these regions, Lyme's disease is transmitted by the bite of an infected black-legged tick, commonly known as the deer tick. Now you may be wondering how anyone could get this disease, but it happens to be very common with over 200,000 known cases in the United States yearly, meaning that anyone could be affected by the disease. Anyone could get Lyme disease if in a wooded or grassy area, exposed skin, and not properly removing a tick when getting one. Deer ticks are most commonly found in wooded and grassy areas in the United States, the Northeast and the Midwest. People with outdoor jobs also have an increased risk if it's in wooded if it's in a wooded area. Ticks happen to attach to bare skin rather than covered skin. So remember, when in these areas to cover up. If a tick stays attached to you for 36 to 48 hours, the bacteria from a tick can enter your bloodstream. As long as the tick is removed before 2 days of having the tick on you, you have a low chance of actually acquiring the disease. Moving on from how to get how to get it, but more importantly, how you know you have the tick-borne illness. There are many symptoms that come with Lyme disease. Red, a small red bump, which happens as soon as you're bitten. A rash that forms a bullseye pattern. The rash can be 12 inches across and may be warm to the touch. This happens about third, three to 30 days after the bite. You may have a fever, chills, fatigue, body aching, headaches, neck stiffness, swollen lymph nodes accompanying the rash, erythema, uh, migraines, later, these are some later symptoms. Not only these symptoms, but more such as joint pain, severe and swelling likely to affect the knees, the pain can shift from one joint to another. These are some later symptoms. Neurological problems, uh, this, week's, this is in weeks, months, possibly years after infection. Development of membranes surrounding the brain, which is called meningitis. Temporary paralysis of one side of your face, called Bell's palsy, numbness or weakness in your limbs, and impaired muscle movement. Some symptoms aren't so common, uh, includes heart problems like an irregular heartbeat, eye inflammation, liver inflammation called hepatitis, and severe fatigue. Again, many symptoms can come from Lyme's disease, so be sure to watch for each and every one of the many symptoms. As heard from the symptoms of Lyme's disease, the nervous system is greatly affected by this illness. Lyme's disease affects a majority of the central nervous system and part of your peripheral nervous system. The disease attacks protective membranes called meningitis. Some symptoms being a stiff neck, very intense headaches, and sensitivity to light. The disease also attacks cranial nerves called cranial neuritis. 
Symptoms vary depending on which cranial nerve is affected. A nerve connect that connects to the face muscles symptoms include one side of the face being temporarily paralyzed, called Bell's palsy. If the optic nerve is affected, then symptoms would be cloudy vision or pain when moving their eyes around. The inner ear nerve is in charge of hearing imbalance. Inflammation symptoms include uh, tinnitus, loss of hearing, and vertigo can result. Trigeminal controls chewing and sensation in the in the face and head. Symptoms include first being inflamed, then feeling of pain, then the feeling of pain in the face. The disease also attacks spinal nerve roots. When injected, symptoms include numbness, tingling, and pain localized in the arms or legs. Not very often does the brain become inflamed, called encephalitis, causing symptoms such as mood swings, altered senses, and memory problems. Lyme disease can also affect the brain indirectly, called encephalopathy. When the central nervous system's functions get altered, symptoms affect memory and thinking. This includes thinking of words to say. So clearly, the disease does affect many different parts of the nervous systems. What even are the differences between a regular nervous system and a disease-affected nervous system? Well, I'm glad you asked. Normally, your immune system attacks organisms and substances that invade, invade body systems and causes disease, while the heart pumps blood throughout the body and muscles help with movement. Your brain controls higher functions such as touch, vision, hearing, speech, reasoning, emotions, learning, etc. Eyes normally control sight. Nerves are electrical signals that carry messages from one body part to another, and the joints bind the skeleton together. But with Lyme's disease, everything is affected and mainly functions the same but with difficulty. The immune system can no longer fight very well, causing swollen glands, fever chills, a weakened immune system, a weakened immune defenses. The heart becomes inflamed and the heartbeat becomes irregular. The muscles become weak, painful, their stiffness and fatigue. Then disease causes the brain to lose memory, have an ability, inability to concentrate, headaches, neck pain, stiffness, encephalitis, meningitis, and psychosis. The eyes then have blurred vision, floaters, and irregular pupils. The nerves have pain that most likely runs from the spine to the arms or legs, pins and needles, tingling, burning, and, the, and a feeling of electric shock, numbness, par paralysis on most likely one side of the face, twitching, and spasms. Finally, the joints have pain and possibly inflammatory arthritis in one or more joints. There are many ways to treat this illness from ticks by taking antibiotics, of course. The sooner you, you start taking them, the better the outcome. There are oral antibiotics. This is a standard treatment for the disease in early stages. For children older than 8 and for adults, the medication includes deoxyclin. Doxyclin, excuse me. Also, for adults, children, pregnant, or breastfeeding women include amoxicillin or sulfuroxime. 14 to 21 days is how long the medication should be taken, but 10 to 14 days is equally affected. effective. There are also intravenous antibiotics, meaning if your central nervous system is involved, this treatment will normally be 
be recommended by your doctor for 14 to 28 days. The antibiotic eliminates the infection, but causes there to be a need for time to recover from symptoms. Side effects include lower white blood cell count, mild to severe diarrhea or colonization or infection with other antibiotic-resistant organisms unrelated to Lyme's disease. After treatment, there may still be symptoms such as muscle aches or fatigue. The post-Lyme disease syndrome is known as the symptoms after treatment, and the causes happen to be unknown. Now, most likely Lyme disease will be treated, but if the disease isn't treated, there is a slight possibility of dying from the illness. The survival rate of this disease is high. The chance of dying from this disease is small unless you leave it untreated. In the case of the disease being left untreated, your chances of death significantly increase, but still not very likely. Again, since Lyme's disease is common, there are many treatments for the disease. As a result, this disease often wouldn't end in death. Now you may be wondering where the interesting facts are about this disease, and well, you are in the right part of the podcast. Lyme's disease was first discovered in 1975 in Old Lyme, Connecticut, but it was originally mistaken for juvenile rheumatoid arthritis. Out of many diseases spread by ticks, Lyme's disease is the most common one, making up 82% of the tick-borne illness diseases. Another interesting fact is that there's currently no vaccination for Lyme's disease, not to mention that the bacteria that causes Lyme's disease has been around for at least 60,000 years. As interesting as that sounds, wait until you hear about this. The oldest known case of Lyme's disease is from 5,300-year-old ice mummy found in the Eastern Alps less than 30 years ago. This mummy goes by the name Otzi. Alrighty, well, looks like we are all out of time for this podcast today. Thank you for tuning in and listening about Lyme's disease. Remember to be aware and watch for symptoms of the illness. Don't forget to subscribe to my podcast and tune in next week when we talk about my grandma's homemade cookies and any other subject that you guys may want to hear about. Have a fantastic day.